0: You're listening to the A. Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A. Scully and Sid Talk. That's what she said.
1: Mm. Nice. That's kind of a plagiaristic way to start the show.
0: (laughs) You said I'm getting that hummus taste out of my mouth, and I said that's what she said. Anyway... This is a, what's I don't our, think anyone
1: could express the look on my face. What's our, Maybe the tone of my voice. What's
0: our pre-show conversation? What, what have you got to say? <laughs> that would have been our pre-show conversation. Oh, that was it. Okay, then. So what was it? About hummus in the mouth.
1: Yeah, before that.
0: About fat Sean. people being typecast yes, in movies. Yes, fat
1: people being typecast. And I said, when you're fat, you have no value in this world, which is just kind of the way people think.
0: So get a thing, it's, kids. It's
1: hardcore. No. It's not the way it is. It is the way it is. It's hard to describe. But before that was just, dude, you've been watching on YouTube for years. Sean, somebody, and he now is going to be in some movie, big movie. And he's a very large dude, and he doesn't want to be typecast as the fat guy running from the monster anymore. And you said he's just going to have to stop being fat guy, or he's going to keep getting fat. And
0: types. I'm, I'm just being realistic, because the, the Hollywood types are going to always type they're always going to say we need a fat guy to run away from something and then go out to get fat guys, right? Yeah. They're never going to say we need a fat guy to be the hunky hero of a... the hero to save the day. They're never going to say that. Unless mm-hmm. it's...
1: Rogan was, I guess.
0: Yeah. He wasn't not then like, yet. Mm, yeah. Now he's all Hollywood... It's a source of subject, let's not discuss it. Anyway, uh, this is uh, After the Show, number 147. This is Sunday, November the 14th, 2010. Um, the movie we're going to be looking at this week is... Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Yeah. It's a Blu-ray release. It's a 2010 movie. 2010 Blu-ray release. Released on Blu-ray on the 9th of November, 2010, which was last week. It's from our friends at Universal... The Blu-ray comes with the DVD. That would have been
1: Janice Webb's birthday, by the way. When I was in school as a girl, mine was the seventh. Debbie Mowbris was the eighth, and Janice Webb's
0: was the ninth. I'm sure the world are excited to <laughs> she, know about that.
1: She, she might not be Janice Webb anymore, but I remember her birthday. Because mine was always first.
0: Right. <coughs> Excuse and me. Sid Talk's probably going to cough several times during this. Uh, and I'm too lazy to go in and edit all the coughs out, so you'll have to deal with them.
1: Very well. So um, I'll try to edit myself as we go. All right. I don't know how you'll do that. If you hear this... Mm. No, just this. Mm. Mm. That's me not coughing.
0: So. Right. <laughs> all right, so um, are you going to tell us what this movie is all about?
1: I thought you'd never
0: ask. Oh, just a synopsis of the movie.
1: Yeah, synopsis of the movie is uh, 22-year-old Scott Pilgrim... Shy, unassuming, dating a 17-year-old girl, which seems a bit creepy, to be honest with you, but of course they try really hard to fight off the creepiness of it. And he then meets this cool quote-unquote chick with the colored hair, and then is introduced to the fact that he has to battle her seven exes. Evil. Evil exes in sort of video game slash anime, animation. There's no animation, but I mean that kind of style. And um, that's it. I mean, there's not like a big overall ta-da about message or anything.
0: Message for me mm. it's just a very modern day love story. Mm. I mean, with yeah. S- yeah, yeah. a super modern day take on a love story. Nothing complicated, really. No. Um, hero love story. So, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, based on the comic graphic novel of... novels of the same name, which I happen to have read the first, so I kind of knew up to about a third of the way into the movie what what was going on, and then I didn't know anymore. Um, And I knew nothing at all whatsoever. I am in love with this movie. (laughs) Absolutely in love Hmm, with it. it. Let me
1: figure out why. All your life you've loved movies, and all your life you've played video games. Correct. And you're a man, therefore you're mostly a child inside. Therefore, you combine those three things, and Scott versus the world is born.
0: I have to say, he's your love child. I have to actually say, it's one of my movies of this year. It's that good. Um, I I find it's hard to not say anything bad about it. It's
1: (laughs) you mean it's hard to say anything bad.
0: Imaginative, amazing to look at. You can't take your eyes off it. It's everything is. I don't know, there's some special effects that I've never seen in my life before. It's just. <laughs> it's. You don't know what's coming next. It's done in a style. It's funny. Um, you would know what was coming next, probably, if you read all the books. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, if you read all the yeah. books. But I hadn't read all the books, so. I only knew up to about the third X. So. You don't know what's coming next. Every, it's entertaining the entire time. There's some great music. Um.
1: Now, the downside is it has a smattering of pretension. You know that. I know that. Yeah, yeah. With this sort of like, hey, hey, 20-something pre... I mean, But it
0: fits with this movie. It
1: fits, but I think I'm just getting old enough to go like, really? Is that what 20-year-old people act like?
0: And a lot of people I see write on Facebook, etc. Oh, I really hate Michael Cera. I love Michael Cera. I think he's... You love him? Nice. I think he's like... not just as Scott Pilgrim, I've seen him in other movies. Um, he's like your anti-hero. I just like his delivery. I mean, he's he's a he's an actor. I mean, I've not seen him do anything that's different than.
1: Don't you find the same as the kid from like Adventureland though? They do that sort of like hold back, innocent. They're, they're compared
0: of... a lot those two, but.
1: I'm not. I'm saying the style of the new actors coming up. That's what I'm talking about. And well, dynamite thing. You know I just really
0: whole. like him, I, I, and I think this was perfect casting because I can't. You know, he's kind of scrawny. He's when he runs. It's, yeah, it's,
1: awesome. it's funny. It's like it's
0: it's it's not. It's just funny, and he fights, and he's he does like they job. say that he he does some fights that are amazing in this movie. The one in particular was the one against um, Human Torch guy that one it showcases if you watch my I know I know it might be a stuntman half the time but I, I, we saw that in the extras mm-hmm. that Michael Cera was doing some of the moves he just looks badass and he's just a skinny kid like who is you know fighting for kicking his life. Ass with the rest of it with everybody mm-hmm. else you know like he looks better than the Human Torch guy who's you know born to be the action star guy you know <laughs> um, the casting's brilliant I will go on to the cast later but like I liked everybody. Including Human Torch Guy, who I don't generally like. Yeah. But, you know, he was hamming it up, playing a caricature of himself. I see. I yeah,
1: like a hammy Which was really
0: guy. good. And the Jason Sportsman guy. Um, but we'll go on to them. So, <clears> what, <throat> what did you think of the movie?
1: I think it was one of the best times of a movie I've had in a long time. Just pure fun. And there's something that grabs me in the... The music, particularly when they get to play in the bass, you know, even though it's not all great music, it's not all, it's supposed to not all be great music, because they're like a garage band kind of thing, you know. Well, they but they are
0: good, but, but you know, well, it's I a mean, natural real band That's questionable.
1: Yeah, but I mean it's more like I don't know, I really like the I like the homegrown feeling even though I know it's a big huge Hollywood production and people are making millions of dollars off of it, but when you go back to your youth and someone is, like I totally identify with the knives girl because you know she's like, "Oh my God, you're so awesome! You're in a band!" You know when, when you're it's when not you're, really anything when you're young and someone is in a band or they draw really good, you think they draw really <clears throat> good or they they sit and read their sort of like moaning poetry, which is really crappy. But when you're 17, you don't know any better. And I rem- I do kind of remember that feeling of mooning over to me people in bands. I'm a sucker for a guitar player or a not a big drummer person but guitar where bass where is it you Scott's know, the I, bass so player. I get the whole like oh they're so awesome and like ha- trying to do gigs and doing the battle of the bands and then like the sort of hand drawn posters and all that stuff I like all that
0: and I liked how like she's so impressed but Scott is basically just playing one thing on the bass all the time like dumb, the dum 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 it's just the same you know he's not he's not particularly impressive he's like, in a but,
1: band yeah. you know and I just our, that feeling comes up and I just remember even now, if you if I went to a live concert or just went to a bar and somebody's playing live, I'd be all melty inside. I'd be just like, "Ooh, so hot and awesome!" So,
0: so yeah, we we. Kind I of, really had a
1: good time. I'm not a huge lifetime video gamer.
0: Right, and this but I this get, is but smart I totally
1: understand every not every reference because I don't know every
0: music. Yeah, thing. There was one for you there though, even what the Sims. What was it? P bar when he went for a P.
1: That was a sim thing.
0: There were. It was a. It wasn't a
1: nod to The Sims. It didn't look like The Sims at it all.
0: Didn't have, it didn't. W- it probably wasn't allowed to look like it, but that's what they were referencing. I mean, there is no other game with a bar. Right. So, I mean, there was. Right. There was, you know, um, Legend of Zelda. All kinds of little references to video games all the way through them, all the way through the movie, like all the time. Um, the coins coming out of people, yeah, yeah, and yeah. The, you know. Um, Health bars when there's a fight going on, and versus symbols and countdowns, and you know, it's ten, nine, it's, eight, seven, and you had to like. There's a lot to get of video game stuff to, uh, a lot of specific video game stuff too. You know, the Legend of Zelda tune, the Final Fantasy tune, he even learns to play Final Fantasy on his base at one point and he's kind of bragging about it.
1: And then there's the vegan reference, which I find really funny yeah. that people won't understand fully, but that's a really funny section to me that the one guy's powers come from being vegan. Yeah, actually, um, And he's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> in the video... Oh my God, it's awesome. In the video game to Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, which um, I have on the 360, it's an old 8-bit game, like in the style of you just walk along and beat people up and coins spew out of them, you know? the um, the on the old, In the 80s, all Sega Genesis games used to have this logo when you booted them up that said, winners don't do drugs. Well, on the when mm. you boot up the video game it says winners don't eat meat and then it has like the vegan police thing you know? Right, right. So it, you know, they make point of that in the comic book as well. So um yeah, it's just it's Was it like heaven for you? Absolutely from, from the, <laughs> You know what? They add me You know, they add me at hello <coughs> They add me <coughs> at the eight bit Universal logo with the Chip Tune Universal music which yeah, was, was awesome kind of- also that was really funny that they played when um what's he called uh Lucas Lee who's played by Chris Evans comes out of his trailer and they play the universal music as he as he wa- that was hilarious too they, you know the did da da where the globe spins around right them. right you just play it as he's walking out of his trailer but yeah they play the chip tune version of I don't know what that means but well the 8 bit synthesized yeah yeah um Super Nintendo sounding version of the Universal music with a pixelized Universal logo. From there, that, and that's the very first thing you see on the screen, I was like...
1: No, the menu was the first
0: thing you saw and you loved it. Even the menus was- ain't <laughs> bit looking, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I can't recommend uh, the movie itself highly enough. I think it's amazing. Also, for all ages, it's not objectionable, I don't think. Uh, no. It's just a fun thing. There's yeah. a
1: few shits and dams here and there. It I does.
0: About. It's a PG-13, but it's not... It's not like a Kill Bill or something, like completely gratuitous or anything. You know, people are having fights in a very cartoonish way. You know, there's even a, like a laser sword and, you know, it's, it's a kind of like a geek sweat dream, right? Everything <laughs> you can think in a geek type of...
1: But this is, at some point, doesn't that also make it a little bit obnoxious? You I, know what I mean? When you start, you're not just paying homage anymore, you're like... Shoving it down everybody's throats. Say you're not a video game person. Would you still recommend this movie? Um,
0: Some people won't get it, I don't think. They'll be like, what the hell? Because it's actually, the way this movie is done, um, it's kind of dreamlike in parts, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you Mm -hmm. don't know. Sometimes you're like, are are we just Which I happen to love. Yeah, I love too. But some people don't like that, do they? They want a straight up. Mm -hmm. You know, in this movie, there's, do, there's teenagers sat talking in a room, and then all the next scene, the same person could be in the desert.
1: They're walking down the street, and then the or next thing they're in a the coffee some, shop with. Or something really weird,
0: like I mean, yeah. I'm, I mean, well,
1: some those people are dream sequences Some people,
0: I, that's what I'm saying. But it's the way it's done. It's all kind of merges together. Yeah. It's like a like playing with you know here, there, everywhere. So I don't think some people are like that. But I mean, that's how a comic book goes, isn't it? from frame Mm. to frame it jumps around it plays with stuff you know so yeah I don't think I think I don't think it is for everybody because I think some people would be like this is too frenetic and because it is it doesn't let doesn't let up, does it any frame you know it's intense start to finish
1: I wouldn't also say it's for every mm, I hate to say it but people who consider themselves hardcore gamer people they would just find it Fluffy and stupid, wouldn't they? They might like it inside, but they're not going to say it on the outside. Maybe.
0: No, I think because I mean, it is I a love story like at heart. It, it is, but it, it's also an action movie. It's also a superhero movie of kind of a kind. Like you know, it, it, there's hmm. uh, villains and a hero, and there's fights, and you know, there's ridiculous things that you can't. Eat. I'm not even going to mention here that are like. This is just awesome, like something that would <laughs> never happen, but it's awesome. Yeah, know? yeah. There's a, a ba- the battle of the bands with the um, two Japanese dudes. Um, yeah, that's good. It's just awesome. It's just like that was really awesome. Why yeah. is this happening? But this, I just love this. It's just you know, it's a cool visual, um, and you know, I'd, directed by Edgar Wright. Um, I'll go into the director later, but that also adds. a have always liked his. If you watch faced the series. Space is like this movie. A lot. It's, you know, what's he called? Simon Pegg can be talking to his flatmate. And then the next scene, he is on the moon talking to somebody. It's like, you don't know what's real, you don't know what is real. It's all kind of a, I don't know, you could say drug-infused kind of <laughs> weird haze. But this movie's like that too. Just more...
1: Mm, yeah, not like that though. I mean, it's not. You've it's seen Space,
0: right? No, you know it is like this. It's a lot like this. I mean, part. it's not like drug induced haze. This movie. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm
0: saying. Um, yeah, but Space is like this, and Space does tons of video game references. There's an actual episode of Space where he's in the Resident Evil game. Oh, nice. So, you know, Edgar Wright has played with this. Stuff before, so uh, he, he was the perfect guy to. It just feels like there was all energy yeah, totally. all the time, like. So, um, yeah, can't recommend the, and you're the same. I'm, I'm yeah, sure. I loved it. So moving on to the cast, it's, it's quite a big cast actually. There's a lot of people. There are a lot. Um, so Michael Cera plays Scott Pilgrim. No matter what anybody <clears> says, <throat> and most people are saying, most people say they don't like him just because he's the same thing since Superbad. I. Agree, kind of, but I like what he is, so I don't dislike him. Do you get what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I just like him. I think he's like the Jesse Eisenberg guy from Adventureland.
1: Then those same people can't like Bruce Willis, Will Smith, yeah, Robert De Niro, no. minus the Fockers, Um, Because that's what some people, that's what happens. You get typecast. Right. A lot of people do. Not everybody does, but that's what happens. Hopefully he'll maybe break out to the sides of it because it can get a little monotonous
0: but this, this is quite a different movie to his other movies though even though he might be a similar type of playing it the same it's quite different to a Superbad or a um, Youth in Revolt or, um, I haven't seen any of those what was the other one? I really liked the other one um, what was the one with the romance the
1: Oh, the CD. (coughs) Yeah, somebody in somebody's playlist. Yeah, yeah.
0: I really like that one as well. I saw it on Netflix. I um, it's a love story like this. It's kind of a bit bizarre. It's similar. It's not as bizarre as this, but you know, right? I just like how he plays things. Um, Do you like him?
1: I do. I think. But see, we have to think. I haven't seen anything
0: else. I don't believe. Did you know he was super bad?
1: No. Hmm. So for me, this is my my. uh, Virgin attempt at seeing him, and he's all right. I mean, he's, he's charming. He's not overly. Who's the kid? Um, I do actually like him better than the kid from Adventureland.
0: The kid from he's Adventure, not quite as pouty and
1: is I don't know what
0: it is, but and the kid from Adventureland. Is I'm not the kid comparing from
1: them specifically to each other, to Zombieland. Okay, he's all right in that, but in the type of character that's what I'm talking about. Just a little bit too. Pouty in Adventureland, and this guy is a little more. Because in this one, you have to remember he's. You're getting the clue throughout it that he's kind of a dick. Uh, absolutely, but, a he, dick. but he tries to be the innocent, perfect. No, he's but, a dick. I mean,
0: he's purely a dick. I
1: just don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm. I'm just being a good guy. Mm, that sounds familiar.
0: <clears throat> but he is a dick. He's like married to it. <laughs> he's, he's actually, um you know. With two women at, at the beginning. But he doesn't I
1: mean. want to hurt he anybody, anybody, but no. he doesn't realize the... Uh, yeah, And he's obviously done it in the past, because he's got sort yeah, of his own got- trail of broken hearts, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, he is a nice dick.
1: I don't think I'd want to go back and watch other movies with him, though. Maybe that will have led up to this? Because no, I might I go, oh, right. Nick and
0: Nora's Infinite Playlist, I he's think you would enjoy it, to be every- honest. Okay. Let's I think try. you would. It's, it's good. Um... It's really sweet. Oh,
1: that reminds me, I need to mention that movie I watched on Netflix myself.
0: So, um... Mary Elizabeth Winstead is Ramona Flowers, who is also awesome. Mm-hmm. Um... She... There's something about her, I don't know what it is, but, like... She's not normally like that. I've seen her in other stuff, right? What else? Um, I, I, just, I know what it is, but it's, uh, like, on the tip of my tongue. Um... And this is... She's actually not acting like she normally does. I mean, she's the opposite of Michael Sarah doing the same thing. Good. She's not doing the same thing at all. Good, good. Um, and I like what she was doing. It's a kind of...
1: Like the Describer. She's kind of jaded. She's sort of used
0: strong. Up. But strong. then also a bit... Needs need something too, like...
1: But she keeps herself at, at arm's length. And she's a little too cool for school. But... She's fine to just go off on her own, too. She doesn't... She's not like... um She's also, get the hint That in the past, she's been a bitch, and she even says it. And now she just wants to just keep moving and kind of get over the whole drama. Having drama with these relationships. Yeah,
0: she's even moved... Uh, so drastic, she's moved from America to Canada to try and hmm. make a life different. Like, change a life. That's the reason she's... this. We forgot to mention, this whole movie's in Canada. As is the comic book. Um, and it kind of celebrates Canada, um, with the money, <laughs> the, all the money's Canadian mm. money that drops out of people when they die. Um, so also we've got down. Uh, Alice it doesn't in- drop out of people like feces. It just they turn into yes. money,
1: <laughs> like
0: in lots of videos. They games.
1: explode and become money.
0: Like Streets of Rage is one where money comes out of them. Um, Alison Pearl is Kim. Which one's Kim? I'm Kim's trying. a drummer she is and she's awesome because I said to you I want to meet <laughs> a person who is that character in real life and
1: you said you want to meet someone who's that bitter and angry and I said aren't I enough and you're like eh, no you're because quite, she's isn't? kind of depressed and like so if I add depression to my anger and my bitterness then I'll be uh,
0: the, the, more attractive to the you. attitude of this she's a, the drummer for the band and she's because
1: uh, when I say the world sucks and that people suck I say it with a smile on my face and you yeah. are like oh people suck and she says it like
0: people suck. yeah I love that it's just like it's just like there's absolutely no joy that, which I, I actually I actually find to be a really appealing character like it's, oh really yeah it's just it's just I, like
1: if that's all I gotta do babe trust me I can go dark no problem it's, no problem. it's, it's
0: that it's specific like to this girl you should have known me em-
1: 20 years ago then she would embodies falling in love
0: with me all over again I would say she embodies the um just moody like nobody can deal with her either. Like she's impossible to deal with, and she just—if your
1: life had a face, I'd punch it.
0: In fact, the, <laughs> yeah. In fact, said. the boys who she—they just don't. They just <laughs> let her <laughs> win kind of all the time, you know. Um, so yeah, that's then. There's Ellen Wong as knives Chow. You really she's like, awesome. yeah, yeah. She's awesome. She's the young, seventeen-year-old.
1: She's enamored with the band thing. She's really enthusiastic. She's she's like your dream girlfriend if he would just if she stay interested. And
0: if she wasn't. Maybe so young. Well, like, there is a, a difference They make it them.
1: clear that there's no sex or I don't thing, mean that.
0: I mean, there's a difference between them. She's a bit...
1: But he wanted that, you he, see. He's he 22, yeah. but he wants to beat, like I said, men have inside them this insane ability to remain childish, and he wants to keep, keep hold of that. So he's got this young girlfriend kind of thing. But then this sort of elusive, mysterious girl with the colored hair shows up, and she just seems more in line with them. She's not all mature and older or anything, but I mean, maybe She's he's his age. leaving he's... that you know youthful need to be simple behind because her life is more complicated. And he keeps saying, "I just wanted things to be simple," yeah. but that's the thing about life; it isn't.
0: Uh, and then we've got Anna Kendrick as Stacey Pilgrim, who's um, Scott's sister, hmm. who we know from uh, Up in the Sky which was uh, Up in the Air which with George Clooney she was the yeah she was really good in that actually Yeah. Um, not that I thought that film was amazing like a lot of people did I thought it was fairly but it taps really into some
1: her. ideas that yeah. I think people liked were better than the movie and she's
0: also a star of the Twilight movies which I have no idea about neither nothing I know nothing about them um, I think she was good in this she um, I mean it was come on it could have been anybody
1: I'm going to be real honest here. She just said a little
0: bit. It was, but, um... I don't know. There's something about familiar... I felt, even though I've not seen her very much, something familiar about her. I know,
1: but that didn't make her good.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't think she was bad.
1: I didn't say she was bad. I'm saying it was neutral. You could have put anybody in that. She was on the phone a couple of times and then sitting in a bar once. And then one time she shows up and says, I thought, it was says really, like I thought
0: she was good when she was kind of almost interviewing Ramona. Like... Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really good. Because um, she got this like bitchy kind of yeah. girl deal to her uh, so Chris Evans is Lucas Lee who we also saw this year in The Losers um, and he plays I was going to say he plays a loser but no he plays a big time film actor in this movie um, did you oh
1: that him? guy right right um no yeah, I'm neutral on him
0: he's also going to be Captain America I believe
1: mm-hmm.
0: um I liked him Funny, uh, t- just off topic Captain America it was filmed in my hometown of Manchester. Nice. I saw some uh, on the set. They made Manchester look like... I guess there's like a prologue or something where it's back in the 40s or whatever. Well, of
1: course. Because Manchester, as we know from watching yeah, the we're UK... we way behind the <laughs> No, we didn't say way behind. We were watching the UK... Uh, what's it called? The Apprentice. And one of these pretentious twat guys who's like about what twenty, late 20s or something he's londoner you know kind of posh he's like i just feel you know, manchester's two years behind yeah when no, i that's... go to manchester i feel like i've stepped two years in the past like for fashion and stuff and yeah. it's like Fort it's Rally. a car ride to drive away i mean he was just such a prick so now we kind of make fun that, that manchester your hometown is of course stuck in a time warp so now you're saying it's stuck in the 40s, which is even more
0: interesting. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's good. He uh, making fun of himself, and I really liked that scene, oh. especially the skateboarding part. Yeah,
1: that
0: was I uh, I thought I thought it was, um, you know, obviously a, like a Tony Hawk's. You know, everything's pulling from something in this movie, and uh, it was pretty extreme. Let me say that. Um, and then we've got Brandon Ruth, which he was really good. He was the vegan. Um,
1: yeah.
0: What was he called? Todd Ingram. He was the, another one of the... Evil ex-boyfriends. And um, I didn't realize it was Brandon Ruth until about a few minutes of him being on the screen. I, I was like, I know that guy, I know that guy. But he's got like a blonde, he's got blonde hair. And then when I realized it was Superman, I was like, well, not, it's not Superman anymore, but...
1: Isn't that interesting? Poor poor dude. Yeah. I liked that Superman movie. Even so, though yeah, I didn't like the chick. The reboot
0: chick. of Superman. And now they're rebooting it again with some other guy.
1: Do we have to call it reboot?
0: Well, that's what they're calling it. Um but I'm not them. He could have done a, a series of He was great, I thought.
1: What was Do people think he's too serious maybe? Cuz he was people pretty didn't serious like, Superman.
0: People didn't like that. The
1: Superman movie but did. not him. Cuz no, I thought he was fine.
0: I, I don't know. I think it was just it overall they just didn't like it. So this trying again with like a darker version of it. Mm.
1: Um I mean Superman is ultimately one of the, I mean in my mind he's just about the best.
0: Yeah. He's not even a superhero; he's just think, an alien. You know, personally, I don't think Superman should be a dark version of Superman because it never was. Why? I like. I don't. It's Superman not, comics it's not get about, dark, don't they? No, not not really. The new ones, maybe. But hmm. I'm thinking of.
1: Yeah, but you're just PA, comparing it to...
0: DC, Superman. Yeah, you know. <coughs> I don't I think. I sh- don't darkness. think you should darken it. No, I don't think you should dark night it. Like, I don't think it should be.
1: Well, Superman won't be dark, but his bad guys could be really dark, and that would be even better.
0: I just don't think they should be too... go away from what Superman... like...
1: Do you remember Luthor wanted to grow land? Yeah. Was so awesome. He had this way to grow land in the ocean, and then he was going to blow up all the other land and, like, make... not in the new Superman, but in...
0: I forget which one. It's like him and, like, Bond bad guys always have, like, an awesome plan, don't they? That's yeah, yeah. never going to work. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, Jason Schwartzman is Gideon Graves. Um, Jason Schwartzman is from a lot of movies you'll know him from. Um,
1: he kind of gets on my nerves, To be he? honest. Yeah.
0: What did we see him in last? Was it Greenberg?
1: He was a friend of his in Greenberg, was he? Just mm. a friend. Just talking to him.
0: <coughs> He's also been in, um, was he yeah. in
1: Blades of Glory?
0: No, no. Was he in Royal Tenenbaum?
1: Maybe, maybe he annoys me, and he's not even Royal the right Tenenbaum's person. <laughs> he's not even the right guy. Well, I don't think so. That was Wilson's.
0: Yeah, I think Swartzman's in one of. The, he might have been in Funny People as well. It's possible. Um but it's yeah, like a, I, I really like him. Honestly, I find I him tried, really charming. Like, I
1: tried really hard, and that's what I think is annoying. I think it's just in not, this
0: movie particularly. His he character makes a good sleazy is supposed guy. supposed to bug you, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and he does a good job of the so maybe smarmy
1: if all of his characters are supposed to be annoying he's just a really good actor yeah because I find and when I see him on the screen I'm like oh this guy gets on my nerves it must just be he's, a, he's he so that,
0: good who's that other guy uh,
1: no he and I just don't like
0: yeah Daniel <laughs> <What>? McBride <laughs> yes <laughs> there are a, a few. few guys who you just like <clears throat> they just just don't like them there are a few women too um, I have a brain in my head I have my own opinion Karen Culkin of the Culkin crew is uh, Wallace Wells um, <laughs> he was funny
1: yeah but- no, I thought he was really funny and pivotal a lot to, he was kind of a balance to Pilgrim's yeah gawkiness. Like- this is a kid who's, or guy, he's a man, he's a grown man, and he seems like maybe he's been, kind of been there, done that, a little more, not sophisticated, because he lives in a room with a mattress on the floor, but I mean, he's not the gawky young guy who's looking to figure out life. It's kind of like he's figured it out, and he sort of gives him his little... Not gems of wisdom, but he pushes him along sometimes. And I like... I mean, there were moments when I felt like this is a Culkin and they're not telling him. Even Edgar Wright isn't telling him to maybe do it a little different. For this scene, it seems a little... I don't know. But I like him. I liked him. I'd like to see him in something else. And
0: my favorite uh, thing of the whole movie is a lady called Mae Whitman who (laughs) plays uh, Roxy Richter, who's one of the evil exes. exes. She's awesome. And that line... um, where she said, uh, I was bi-curious, and she says, I'm bi-furious! I'm just like, <laughs> that was awesome! Um, and when she turns up in that alley at the beginning, she's I was just all like... Yeah, yeah. You know, and she's like, she's just... I don't know, it's, there's something about her. She played it perfectly. It's like she stepped off the page of a comic book. It's just so... And she's also another angry, bitter... Yeah. woman
1: so you, but, you must like yeah, thank goodness you like the anger and the bitterness <laughs> because I mean I'm full of it but not, I need to figure out the I, I'm not a sexy uh, superhero chick and I'm not a red-headed bitter um, angry depressed drummer girl but I could somehow pull something she's not quite as depressed
0: you. as the drummer girl she's, she's got depressed. a bit more energy than that she's like
1: fiery and yeah. pissed off she's you know? by
0: furious <laughs> um, that, I love that. that I wanted to rewind that line and play it again it was so good so um, yeah and he, he said when, um, you know, Scott's having this realisation that his girlfriend might have been a lesbian or lesbians to him in his mind, he um, says, so you had a sexy phase?"
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, like oh. what does that mean? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, to what, it's exactly kind of what a man's thinking, right? I mean, you're, you're not a man, so like... Like if she has, has a relationship with a woman, that's a sexy phase. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> anything else is not sexy. <laughs> it's just funny, though. Um, some of the... Just some of the dialogue. When wow, you think I really
1: am married to a man, aren't I? You are. Wow. Sometimes, I like to I like to elevate you above that, but that the, the truth is, it's just that's just the
0: way it is. <laughs> Correct. Uh, I love you. I love you, baby. Finally, <laughs> uh, we have um, I can't say this guy's name. Satya Babra. baba That's
1: all they say. Uh,
0: who plays Matthew Patel? Who? I like Roxy as the best evil ex, but is the first evil ex we meet. And what is awesome about him is he has a Bollywood dance number. All of a sudden, it's awesome. He almost turned into he goes, Scott uh, Pilgrim with his head.
1: <laughs> it's just he's got the same kind of moves as uh, Spanish Buzz. Didn't
0: yeah, he? but when when it turns into a, a, a dance number, I was like, the, that was that was the moment where I was like, this movie's awesome because like we just kind of gone away from the ordinary part at the beginning to like this oh my god what the hell's going on here and and you know there was there's a lot of this comic book styling in this movie where thwack and pop mm-hmm. you know you see kind of like old Batman but kind of in this new style but when he started floating around in the air and singing I was like okay this movie's um, completely got me now because this can go anywhere right it's bananas like you don't know what's going to happen and I don't think you can predict what's going to happen from minute to minute it's impossible uh, directed by Edgar Wright who also directed Shaun of the Dead Hot Fuzz the TV show Spaced we talked about earlier and a new movie coming soon called Paul P-A-U-L Jeremy. which is an awesome name for a movie um, which also stars uh, Simon Pegg and uh, his friend who I don't know his name you don't like I uh, another I don't That's like him either yeah When? you don't even like him in Shaun of the Dead
1: um maybe at the end
0: <laughs> nice when he's just chained up in the shed um, and, he's not, write, and he's
1: not speaking.
0: Edgar <laughs> Wright, um, you know, is a famous director who a lot of people probably don't know who he is. He's obviously British, but um, from watching the... We watched the whole behind-the-scenes documentary on this disc, and um, he is what I think... I was When I was watching it, I was thinking, another director that we like, Kevin Smith, how different somebody like two directors can be I mean as in their work kind of the way they deal with the set the energy they put into it I feel like Kevin Smith doesn't have that much energy
1: well you know we, did you listen to the latest um Jay and Silent Bob get old no, not yet. um he's talking about the this making red state which is the new movie just finished got it in the can as they say and he, they're going to be releasing it or whatever and he's like this time I'm totally different man I don't We've got hints from the past movies where he said, I basically had my hand up everybody's ass and was like like a dictator. Like, this is how you will say the line, and this is how you will do it, and this is where you're standing. He goes, this time, I was like, everybody down to like the lady who brings in the coffee. I'm like, if you do a better job than I can tell you what to do, then just go for it. So I'm imagining he's loosening up. He's saying
0: he's mellowed out because he's become a stoner.
1: I think that's why. Honestly. And <laughs> um, But the style, I know what you're talking about, where you feel like, He's just sitting there, everybody's on edge because he expects, I don't know, like, I don't know, but I feel tense. I feel like I would be tense around him, at with least Kevin. in the past, yeah. But because with Edgar, Edgar Wright guy is just like... He wants... Although people speak about Edgar Wright, because he said, you know when you sign up with Edgar Wright, it's you, long nights, it's like going worker. in the army because he sets the example he will be there 24-7 and work and he does all the training himself too and all that stuff so
0: and he's, saying he's enthusiastic like, he's saying like um,
1: Rodriguez as well I feel like he's one of those dudes
0: yeah I do they're, and Tarantino also it seems like they have an absolute joy for what they're doing there's no
1: Titanic guy he seems like he's right in there right in the guts of it you I, think, know? I
0: feel like he's he's slightly different as in He's really professional. Tyrannical.
1: Almost. Well
0: like Edgar Wright wouldn't wouldn't like think it was wrong for him to just jump in and have a laugh with everybody. I don't think James right. Cameron would. Right. I think he's like a scorsese where he's like above it all almost.
1: You're like, ha, uh-huh, charming. Yeah. Let's get on. Whereas with Edgar it. Wright
0: would put on a stupid costume and jump in and mess around with the money. You know and that's what I like about him. It's got like a youthfulness to him. And it comes across, in this, obviously, in this movie. Mm-hmm. But in his other movies, too. I mean, they're all... Think of all of them. Think of Hot Fuzz. Think
1: of that would how... I'm not saying being a director is like being a brain surgeon. It's not exactly saving the world. You are just making a movie. But all of a sudden, if some studio or somebody has handed you $150 million, and you've got hundreds of people working, and you've got like a whole like, ten weeks worth of stuff to get done. Imagine. And then at the same time, you have to be standing right there dealing with the actor people. And it's got to be a lot, like, weighing on you, I would imagine.
0: Yeah. And this movie's uh He seems to handle it. A lot of stunts and a lot of green screen. Yeah, a lot. lot. Yeah, like most of the movie, in fact. Because the dialogue is less than probably the fighting. We didn't see
1: him editor, editing bay kind of thing. Do no. you reckon he's part of the editing as well? I feel like he probably is, but... Don't
0: I know. would tell you if the... Um, I have good eyes close up, but when you get to the <laughs> stuff on the back of a Blu-ray box, that's actually—I
1: oh, can read that from here. Um, <laughs> it looks like blur.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, I can barely. It's because of the colours too. Anyway, um, and we... Edgar
1: Wright has that—you know me and the accent, the British accent got the long hair he's british, british so he does have a british accent. i like him i like you
0: <laughs> so um <laughs> this uh blu-ray disc um scott pilgrim versus the world uh it has an awesome cover if you want to look and look at the cover online i like this cover because it captures the comic book um mm-hmm. shows you all the X's and shows you the uh hero with these uh, laser laser light sword or whatever you got
1: i would rather it be a drawing from the book
0: that would also be cool and they could have done it if they could have made the inside different than the... you know, some people, sometimes they do but they didn't tend to on this one. Um, so, this Blu-ray disc, not only has it got an awesome movie on it, it's got some... the most extras I've seen on something for some time. It's got four, count them four.
1: One, two, three, four.
0: Full audio commentaries. Um... Various different ones: um, one with the director, two with different members of the cast, and um, one with the DP and the director. You know, so you can literally go back and watch this movie full time. It is the
1: kind of movie I think that some people will watch over. I and over will watch and
0: over. this again this week on my computer. Uh, I'm also gonna. We didn't cover all the extras because we wanted to get to this review. We did cover quite a few of them, though. But there's a lot on here to watch. You want to get to the review, I want to get to the carrot pudding. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I want to get to the food portion of the evening. So what this has on the <laughs> disc, um, it has U-Control, which is Universal's thing, which we talk about every time we do a Universal thing. And the U-Control is storyboard, picture-in-picture, which just shows you the storyboards as the scenes are playing out during the movie, which is kind of cool. I would have liked to have seen the comic book pages also, You can just read it. Um, But they're not in there. Um, It also has uh, limited time only. You can stream a bonus movie. What was the two bonus movies?
1: Uh, Pitch Black and... Tremors. Tremors. Both pretty good.
0: You can watch those for free. I love Pitch Black. One of them. You can choose one of them.
1: Tremors, though, it's on cable TV, like, every time you turn around.
0: (laughs) It is, but you can see it in high def, I guess. So, um, there's a lot of extras. I'll go through them. And just comment on the ones we've seen so far. Um, first one is a documentary which lasts about 50 minutes, which is the making of Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Kind of start to finish day one to day 110, did he say?
1: Oh, I don't remember.
0: Um, it wasn't that long. Fly on the wall, look at making of the movie. <clears throat> it's pretty good, actually. I, I re- what, one of the things I really liked the most was where they do that scene where they push the scenery around. They show you about the oh, yeah, locker yeah. room. Yeah, yeah. I won't fully spoil it for the movie, but yeah, yeah. They do some things in here practically that you might not think they did. It's
1: perhaps. good to know that. I mean, there's a lot of CGI. There's a lot of stunts, but the, and the stunts though are, you know, there's no CGI people that I can recall. Maybe, maybe the I don't uh, think so. way down there, but yeah. Um, so I love the combination. I love it when filmmakers nowadays in 2010, when you have an action adventure. But a sci-fi thrown in there, if you wanna call it that. And they don't just use all CGI, but they use an actual like physically moving sets and pieces around in front of the camera to do the special yeah. effects. I think that's really uh I don't know, it's like more and you can tell, man, it just feels more solid. A lot of the stunts and the big pieces are Well, they're in clubs. One of them is in that club with that Aztec looking thing in the middle, so that's a bit cheap looking, but it's almost like Flesh Gordony to me that scene. Because they're like on this as very specific temple. so
0: they can do what they need to do. True, kind of true. Um, and it makes it all the better kind of. It, It's not, it's almost like a king on his throne. And that's it, what he's supposed to be like, an obnoxious yeah. dick. Yeah. A <laughs> what is it called? Pretentious. He says something about him being pretentious at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the, uh, so yeah, there's a whole feature, out, right? It's uh, 50 minutes. It's, pretty good in depth you see a lot of that it anger. was really good um, I didn't
1: want to watch it all at the time but then we kind of got our teeth sunk into it and I liked it
0: and then there's a feature called "You 2 can be sex bomb om which is the om which is the uh, group in the um, the music band yeah uh, there's the also music. music feature and music videos so if you like the movie and uh, the music in this which isn't done by Scott Pilgrim's band it's done by some actual real life bands um you can see all the music videos and a feature on the making of the music. Uh, alternate, alternative footage, um, which is I can't that... tell you what that is because uh, we kind of watched it. We watched deleted scenes. We There's a different ending we watched. Don't know if that's the alternate footage, but anyway, there's alternate, alternative footage, a visual effects um, section. There's an adult swim program called Scott Pilgrim vs. the Animation. There's pre-production footage there's much, much, much more. It doesn't tell you everything <laughs> on it. It just says much But I'll tell you, there's a lot of deleted scenes. Um, and photos. The
1: photo gallery is awesome for Thousands
0: this of photographs. Because uh, I did read... Uh, production photographs. And
1: interesting photographs, because it's a dude who loves taking pictures. Like, when I go on vacation and I took 2,200 pictures in 10 days... The kind of pictures where you've got, like, the top of your head because you want to see what's behind you, but you want you yeah. in the scene. And the director guy takes pictures of his own part of his face and, like, whatever's behind So there's, it. like, Edgar
0: Wright's pictures. Then there's also uh, whole albums of, like, Michael Serra's yeah, yeah. pictures and everybody <clears throat> taking pictures on the set. And pre-production photos, storyboards, all that. There's also a whole section of, um... Edgar Wright did a video blog every week for the website. So all of those are included. Um... It's hours and hours and hours of stuff. If you're a Scott Pilgrim fan, they don't. This is called the um, Level Up Collector's Edition. It's not because it's in cool packaging or anything like Avatar, <coughs> or, which came out this week. <coughs> it's because there's everything you could possibly want on the behind the scenes of this movie. I think if you listen, those commentaries are probably going to be golden. It's I'm got gonna,
1: everything except the books.
0: With it, it adds something about the books on in the last menu. Um, pages Maybe. from the books it did well there you go in the photos part um, but it doesn't have the full books but you can go out and buy the books they're on Amazon or whatever Amazon's funny because she works for Amazon
1: yeah <laughs> or just go to the bookstore in your town yeah <laughs> Amazon isn't the only uh, game in town so,
0: so in it's conclusion good. oh also I just want to point out the uh, Blu-ray transfer is amazing the sound is amazing this is a movie that you want to turn up really loud yeah
1: yeah even I say it sounds
0: lying. like there's a band in your room if you've got it loud enough.
1: That bass when it kicks in, I'm telling you, there's some there's some invisible line from a bass boom 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 boom, boom, boom straight to a woman's
0: sexy time. It, 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 the sound is that good in this movie. You it's really good. Feel the fights. I mean, yeah, yeah. They've got some crazy. Uh, there is also I didn't mention like a little featurette about the sound design of this movie. And they've done some interesting things with the sound that you might not think about until they tell you. And then when they tell I was like, oh yeah, you know, specific to the scenes that they're in. But yeah, it, the picture quality is amazing. It's one of those movies that's not letterboxed either. It fills your whole screen up. So I was impressed by everything. <laughs> I knew you would be. Um, I, yeah, I, um, it's one that would be in my collection forever. I could revisit this movie now. In fact, when it had finished, oh, I wanted to put it back on. At the end of the credits...
1: So while I'm cooking supper, you'll be watching
0: it. <laughs> when you uh, went at the very end of the credits, when the credits finish, a little 8-bit mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim walks on with a hammer, like, like <laughs> Ramona has, and uh, bashes the Scott Pilgrim logo, and then it says the end, but with, like, a chip tune music. So nice. it even finishes, like, a video game. So um, I highly recommend it. I might be biased because it kind of hits my... Um, I don't know if I'm the target demographic, like a forty-one-year-old man, <laughs> but maybe because I grew up with Legend of Zelda and stuff. I You're mean, a sucker for Michael Sarah didn't, didn't grow up with Legend of Zelda. I mean, Jersey. he's way too young for that. I mean, he might have.
1: <clears throat> no, because Ashley did.
0: Remember,
1: yeah. she she played the original Zeldas and all that. And she's twenty. She
0: played like the Nintendo <clears throat> sixty-four Zeldas, I guess. So yeah, it, it's always been running. But the original eight-bit Legend of Zelda.
1: Was when like way 90, before
0: 95, time. 96? No, um, you got you know late eighties, right? Right. Early nineties, late eighties, so the, the beginning of the eight-bit stuff. Way before their time, you know, way before Michael Sarah's time. Right, he's about twenty-two, maybe.
1: In the movies, twenty-two.
0: Yeah. So um, yeah, highly recommend, and you highly recommend to it. Right? I would. Yeah. Even though, and you didn't know what you was in for, did you? I don't Not think. really. I mean,
1: I knew. It I was, was watching, watching it, and I kept thinking to thing.
0: myself, "You're gonna." I don't know if you're going to like this movie. Yeah. When of it course. started, no, I was thinking. Oh. I, when it started, I was thinking, "I know I'm going to like this because it's kind of a given for something like this." But I was thinking, I don't. I didn't know what what was coming, kind of thing, and I didn't know how geeky it was going to be. Like, right. I was thinking it was going to be like so geeky it might completely fly over somebody's head who is not not been into that stuff all their life right but but how they actually did go about doing it was they if you've
1: ever looked over the shoulder of anyone ever playing a fighting game you get it yeah I mean even for one minute you go alright so and so on this side and the person on that side and the VS the versus thing comes up in the middle and they're in like their stance and then it's like Ten, nine, yeah, eight. And it's it's and also you're like, not ah. like
0: it's also not some of the stuff's not subtle because like there is there is a scene where Scott Pilgrim an extra life pops up and he yeah, grabs yeah, yeah. it off the screen, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so, you know, some of it's totally not subtle, but there is a lot of really like at the beginning, um the Culkin guy is playing on a Nintendo DS and the music that's coming from it is like the original Zelda music. Right. So there's little things in there for the video game or comic book reader. I'm sure there's comic book references that I don't know Mm. that are also thrown in there. Um, But yeah, highly recommend it. I I can't say anymore. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. Oh my God. Wow. Better than than Magnolia? Um, It's a different type of movie. Okay. It goes really... If I'm doing my top movies of this year, it's really high up and I'd have to think about what else I'd seen. Oh, you're so cute. So... Uh, Thanks to Universal for the disc, and it also contains the DVD version. I I forgot to mention that. Um, If you want to enter a contest, see ascully.com for details. Um, This is a... My notes are a bit high. Oh, dear. Next week's... I forgot what the thing was. Next week's um, review will be The Sorcerer's Apprentice on Blu-ray Disc, which is starring Nicolas Cage's wig. (laughs) And it really does star his wig this time, I believe. (laughs) <laughs> Did you see it like in the? Track? Well, he's a he's a sorcerer. Yeah, so uh,
1: I can I can honestly say I'm not looking forward to it. I was when I first saw the previews, and then I saw some more previews, and then I don't know. It's Come a
0: ta- anyway, it's a modern day take on Disney's Fantasia with Mickey Mouse. Um, I mean, that particular not all of Fantasia, yeah, yeah. but the Sorcerer's Apprentice part out of Fantasia modernized up. Um, I am actually looking forward to it because it looked really fun to me on the trailer. In the way that National Treasure's kind of fun, but it's not also not that great. Yeah. It's still kind of a fun two hours... Maybe not as fun as Scott Pilgrim, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, oh, maybe you'll be surprised next week and maybe. you'll love it. Because, you know, Nicolas Cage always got something.
1: Something. <laughs> Let's not pretend
0: he's... So my recommendations so for this week are based on Edgar Wright my first <clears throat> one is Shaun of the Dead I think it's actually one of the most rewatchable movies you could pos- possibly ever yeah it is good I think you could actually watch it like every day <laughs> I mean it's really funny I bet a lot of people couldn't I, I think I could is what I'm saying it's funny like it's, if you're flipping through the channels and you're flipping it's, it's, oh, no, and it's stop. the last
1: 10 minutes you're like oh I gotta watch yeah, this yeah I
0: would stop to watch it cause it's actually a horror movie as well because it's actually a pretty good horror movie as well as being hilarious as well as being a love story British very British yeah. um it's kind of right on my street so yeah um Shaun of the Dead I also recommend Hot Fuzz but I don't think it's as good as Shaun of the Dead just because of the subject matter I prefer zombies mm. um American Splendour is my second one on a comic book tip um, which Yeah. You know, um, is a really good comic book movie but in a totally different way as Scott Pilgrim is a comic book movie, right? It's not a comic book, it's a graphic novel. That graphic one. novel movie then. Well, I, there is a
1: difference. You yeah, just kinda, kinda blow say... it off. But it isn't. There is a difference. That one definitely is a graphic novel. Never was a comic book. It was always a
0: graphic no, novel. No, it was a comic book, American Splendor. An actual comic book that was turned into a graphic novel after the fact, which just means they com piled all the episodes that isn't just what it means some things are only ever aggressive right well this was an actual comic book American Splendor look it up there's plenty of uh, issues of it was an issue by issue in fact he does it in the movie remember when he's trying to sell it Mm -hmm. Um, and Scott Pilgrim was also issues so to me they're comic books but anyway American Splendor is a very Harvey Pekar who died very recently Um, it's his story basically him and his wife Um, he's also wrote a lot of other Graphic novels slash comic books. One being our Cancer Year, which is really, mm-hmm. really good, and we own that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I recommend that, but American Splendor. And then I, I did three. <clears throat> My third one was based on the Chris Evans slash graphic novel comic book The Losers, which we watched fairly mm-hmm. recently, which I also really loved. And I don't particularly like him, but something about The Losers I thought was really good. It
1: was pretty boom, like in your face. It kind of captured. Stuff.
0: A graphic novel for me um and you know it had it was a straightforward kind of action it was it was a good film from this summer i thought you didn't like it better than watchmen oh no no, no. right
1: and mine are an obvious one which i don't normally go for but one of the first movies i ever saw that was from these sort of like a comic slash graphic novel that you don't That I'd never heard of, but that's like got cult status or whatever called Ghost World.
0: It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It is really good.
1: With, uh, is it Christina Ricci? Oh, no, no. The other girl. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, but she's not the main girl. The other girl.
0: And Steve Buscemi. I got their names right on the tongue. It is like.
1: It's not Christina Ricci,
0: and I hate to compare them. Not Uma. It's something like yeah. That. yeah, we know who she is.
1: Anyway, that one is... It's really good. It's like the uncomfortable growing up.
0: Steve Buscemi's in it. Yeah, I said that. Um, I just... actually just said that. And...
1: <laughs> I highly... Like, it's a toned down, kind of calm... I don't know. It's really... And it's... I... Because I didn't know the story. So when you're watching it, it's one of those unpredictable... Oh, hey, Macy. He's in it. Yeah. And uh, my other recommendation is... Because a movie that is just pure—I don't know—the music kind of got in my head, and it's not that it's a great music movie or anything, but it's just like raucous, fun, and kind of goofy. It's called *The Airheads*, I think from the early '90s, maybe. Is it's that, got Brendan Fraser yeah, yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's not particularly it might have great. Bre- it? it might
1: also have Michael Buscemi. Steve. Steve Buscemi. Yeah, I'm
0: not—I can't remember for sure, but it might have.
1: It's I not do, a great movie, or anything, but it, yeah. it's really fun. It's really yeah, I fun. I loved it.
0: In fact, uh, talking of the music of Sp- Scott Pilgrim, I think I'm going to go and get it straight after this. Um... Awesome. Don't you think it's a good album? I, I think it could. It- sure. I-, I think there's some really good music in there. You don't hear a lot of it, and I wanted to. Like, they don't let you hear the full songs, generally, in the movie, because something might happen before the song's over or whatever. Yeah. I think that'd be a good album to have. Um, so, games and A. Scully stuff this week. Uh, I've been playing one game all week. Uh, and that would be... Um,
1: so is that all we have to talk about?
0: <laughs> what do you mean?
1: Is that the only one we need to talk about? <laughs> it's all you played.
0: Pretty much. You, uh, t- do you want me to <laughs> the
1: shot? No. Um, you said the only game I've played.
0: Yes. So uh, the game I've been playing this week is uh, Call, of Duty- Call of Duty Black Ops or I've heard it called Co- Cod Blops all week like reviewers started calling it Cod Blops. Mm. which um, sounds ridiculous. But so Call of Duty Black Ops is the latest in the Call of Duty franchise. It's the Treyarch-produced um, Call of Duty. It's my, one of my favourite... I actually own a Call of Duty Xbox. Um, so it's my, one of my favourite franchises. Um, I played the story mode um, on Hard this week. Um, it's the best not over glamour it's, it's actually for me and I've played all of them the best Call of Duty campaign so far um, single player yeah the campaign mode um, because Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 I <coughs> thought was a, which was last year's uh, game was a, was quite a good campaign also but for me last year's one was about a nuke going off in the states and the nuke goes off in the states and then it's like America after it's been nuked kind of deal. Um, it's a little bit... Like, clichéd. Do you know what I mean? I like, like, I felt I've done it before somewhere, or seen it before. This year's one, Black Ops, it, it takes place like... it's a It's during the Cold War, so it's from 1958, the game itself... Uh, goes all the way through to like 1972 I believe and I know Cold War actually ran right through to 90 something mm-hmm. but this actually takes up this 58 to 71 um, and you have this guy called Mason who's played by um, Sam Worthington from Avatar the main guy from Avatar um, he, he does the voice Jake Sully yeah he doesn't really I've heard everybody slag him off this week but I think he did really good voice in it um, they're all saying oh he sounds Australian why would he be Australian because like, he, but he is Australian. Yeah, but they're saying why would this character be Australian? This Black Ops guy because he's an American. But why wouldn't he be? <laughs> um, so I think he did a good job anyway. Um, so you follow this guy Mason, and it's um, really well told because how they tell it is you're you w- at the beginning of the game you're strapped to an interrogation chair as this this Mason guy. There's kind of a blurry figure talking to you in this weird digitized voice, asking you where were you on this date, where were you, trying to interrogate you. And there's these weird numbers that keep flashing up on these screens in front of you that he seems to have some kind of. He knows what the numbers are. Or he doesn't know what the numbers are. The numbers seem familiar to him. And all these people want to know is what are these numbers? What's this num- What are these numbers about? And to try and jog his memory, they're saying to him, "Okay, so in." 1958, where were you during this time? And when they ask him that, the screen goes white and you play these events. So if they ask you, where were you um, during... Well, the Bay of Pigs is like a famous... Where were you during that time? Well, they go to that time and you play a full half-hour level. Like the first levels, you being sent in by the US government to assassinate Fidel Castro, which, um, as we all know, um, doesn't happen because Fidel Castro still, still exists, right? So you go in to assassinate him, and stuff happens, and then the next level, they'll flash forward a bit to Vietnam, where were you during Vietnam, and then you have this whole story that takes place during Vietnam. So using this interrogation chair and... It's a good plot device to enable them to take you to lots of different locations. Instead of, like in Modern Warfare 2, you're this guy, it's a certain, you know, 1990, 1998 or something, and you're in America, or at the beginning you're in a different country. But this one, you go everywhere Russia, um, where else uh, the Nazis are involved at some point. <coughs> you're not in Germany, but there are some Nazis, there are. There's all kinds of stuff. And I don't want to give away the story, but it's very satisfying conclusion. It was You saw the conclusion. Mm. It's a, some, some people might say it's... Cliché.
1: Maybe. As but, are some of the scenes you described to me. If, if you'd think that a post-nuke America's cliché, then the one you described to me is like, how more obvious can you, you be for a war game? Yeah. yeah. No, Music playing and blowing shit enough, up. Funnily enough, there
0: hasn't been a lot of... Vietnam games, um, I mean, first-person shooters that are set in Vietnam, there has been some in the past, not that many, and nobody has ever done it very well. This one actually nails it down to the, uh, like I said to you, there's...
1: Did they nail Vietnam or did they nail Apocalypse Now?
0: They nailed how movies portray Vietnam. Yeah, <laughs> Deer um, Hunter and Yeah, stuff. all of those movies. In fact, there's actual literal nods to the Day Hunter um Mm-hmm. I mean right down to like a scene from the Deer Hunters in this game Full Metal
1: Jacket are there any
0: uh, you could say so definitely Apocalypse yeah, Now yeah. in fact yeah a whole scene of Apocalypse Now is in this movie
1: so what I'm saying is you're you might not think that's obnoxious or uh, over here's the
0: right spot when you're people. playing it for me <clears throat> um, like it's like Scott Pilgrim it's like a I don't want to say like be you know you feel like you're in Vietnam. You're going down these fox tunnels where they, you know, it's kind of scary. You don't know where anybody's coming from. It's a jungle, you know. Um, it's, a, it's a. I can't even imagine how they fought in a jungle like that because the tricks that the Vietnam Army used, like like rabbit holes that they just popped up out of, like how how would you even know that anything like that was going to happen? You know, people diving out of trees. It's crazy, and this game, yeah, it does play with the. There is literally a scene where you're piloting a boat to... Down a river. To with, the Rolling Stones. Yeah. The Rolling Stones' Sympathy for the Devils playing in the background while you blow the F out of, you know, these encampments down the side. There's one where you fly a helicopter with the music blaring. You know, it's...
1: I would like... We're it, not talking about a fully original thing here. This no, is all...
0: But the actual uh-huh. story, the overall story, the interrogation chair... What actually becomes of all the... You know, it's the numbers, the mystery. It's like... You know, like Lost, for instance, because the numbers kind of remind me of Lost. You know, like Lost promised to be like something where you're on this journey and then you'd find out what happened and apparently you really didn't find out what happened. Well, this one you do find out. Good. It's, it's a whole story that at the end you're absolutely satisfied that that was a story. I'm not waiting for next year's game to find out what happens. And you know what? And another awesome thing about this is Treyarch made a Call of Duty game two years ago called World at War, which was a 1943 um, World War II game. There are characters in that game that appear in this game, which is only, what, 20 years later. But there's characters that you met in that game that appear in this game, which is awesome to me because... It's like Treyarch make this game every other year, whereas uh, Infinity Ward make it the years in between. But they had a plan, like, to... It's a continuation of that story, you know, from World War II. Play them back to back. You know, characters exist in both of them that are the same guy. So I really liked how they did that. So, yeah, they changed it all together. Um, Going on to the multiplayer, it's amazing. It's Call of Duty. It's literally the same multiplayer as you played last year, but with new weapons... New perks, new experience system. They've literally changed everything. But the basic gameplay. So it's not the same. Well, the the maps, everything are different, right? <clears throat> but the actual basic holding the gun, the controls, the how everything's so tight that this is why Call of Duty is good. It's not the graphics. <laughs> like something that we had this week. It's not the graphics. It's not well, it's partially. It's not the sound effects. It's how the controller feels and how sharp it is if you get what I'm saying the input you firing the guns they all feel right it's hard to explain if you play a really shitty first person shooter and you pull the trigger and it seems like you can't aim properly or it just doesn't feel it's hard to explain but this one it's always spot on and that's why this series is so popular I think because for some reason they hit I
1: think Duck Hunter was one of the last shooters I ever played would it be similar to that
0: (laughs) kind of (laughs) <laughs> if you play with the PlayStation move. Um, no, I did not. So, yeah, um, it's... I recommend it. It's, You're uh, in love with this game. It's You're in
1: love with the movie.
0: It's 59.99. Um I think you will get a whole year of play out of it, no doubt. Um, I did out of Modern Warfare 2. You're not telling me this, because I wouldn't. But no, you people, wouldn't. People but anybody like into shooters... It's not a shooter that you will buy, finish the story, then sling in your pile, and never play again. It is one that will... The disc will be in my 360 all year. I mean... You literally play every day. Yeah, every night. I, I will pick it up. And, and up
1: until it. this week, you played the other one
0: every day. Well, we stopped playing the other one some time <coughs> ago. We were playing Borderlands. But yeah, before that, we were playing the other one. What I mean is... So why'd you stop playing that one? Because some other games came along that we ended up playing for months. Uh, StarCraft two being one of them. Yeah. Borderlands. Um
1: Red Dead Redemption. It
0: takes a while for the novelty of a Call of Duty game to wear off. And when it does wear off, there's usually another one around the corner. Activision have said they might be releasing two Call of Duty games next year, which boggles my mind, but because I don't know how they could have produced two in this small space of time, but we'll see. So um, I recommend Call of Duty Black Ops. This week's game's coming out this week. The new Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit, uh, is out on Tuesday. Assassin's Creed... Brotherhood, which is the sequel to Assassin's Creed 2, but it's not Assassin's Creed 3, if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's not downloadable content or anything. It's a brand new full game, sequel to Assassin's Creed 2. That comes out on Tuesday. And thirdly, um, there are no other games. I watched the movie I'm Still Here, which is the Wacking Phoenix... Um...
1: Not whacking Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, having having a mental kind of.
0: Yeah. Um, I can't explain what it is. I watched it. I was. I can't say I was entertained watching it. Rather more curious. But when it had finished, I wasn't curious anymore. I under. We turned off. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm almost turned off by the idea... I went and read the interview with Casey Affleck afterwards. Should you say? No, I won't say, okay. but I did go and read the interview. And the interview's very in-depth. It tells you pretty much all about this movie. And that only cemented the fact that I didn't like it that much. <laughs> but in that curious kind of like, I really want to see this train wreck style there was something in me compelled to watch it all. I did sit and watch it all. It's two hours long. You know, so... I can't recommend it. Because it's...
1: But you liked the one about Banksy. Exit through the gift shop. I did,
0: but that's actually a lot more entertaining than this one. Mm. Um, That's not like a... This is just like... Yeah. Without (laughs) giving anything away, the Banksy one is actually really entertaining because of the... French guy who who, it's not about Banksy it's about this French guy who is very dynamic and very interesting to listen to I mean it's mostly talking he's very interesting to listen to and you get to see some of Banksy's artwork Did it talk about art? a lot yeah I mean because I'll
1: say the one I watched was uh, Art of the Steel which was about like a it's an actual documentary Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. in America a huge collection of uh, Impressionist post-Impressionist art like Monet, Renoir, Picasso, that was bought by this dude back in the 30s and 40s and then was never supposed to be passed around to anybody. And eventually the political and the rich people in the area of Philadelphia kind of start getting their claws dug in after he's dead and stuff. And it's kind of like when we watch King of Kong. You know, it's a documentary, so there's no protagonist or hero or anything, but... They make it clear through the, everybody's actions, including court cases and people's interviews and stuff, who are the good guys, who yeah. are the bad guys. And it's that's really what, good. That's
0: what some people criticize. And I mean,
1: I'm an art King of lover Kong person. I can't describe it. I don't go into depth. I'm not like an art person like this, you know, like discuss. I mean, I actually love You mean you're not a British um, somebody from the 16th century? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't make me laugh <laughs> I'll off. I'm just saying, I actually love art for what it is, not the art world. And so when I watch something like this and there is like the clash of the two think ways of thinking, art as a commodity, art as a human expression of you know, who we are kind of thing. And uh that's really called the Art of the Steel. That's really good. And it's on Netflix. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Yeah, for the I'm Still Here movie, just on the post note for that, I do get 100% what it's all about. But I don't fully get... I don't fully understand why (laughs) it it exists. It's almost almost pointless um, to me. Somebody else might find it a work of art or genius. To me, it's almost pointless. Um, And I didn't want to say that about it because I there was parts of it I enjoyed but it's um it's a weird movie in in fact a weird movie that maybe you should see just to experience something kind of different because it is different Uh, you should probably see it just Mm. to
1: you haven't really made it sound that
0: no but I would still say like maybe you might come out with a different
1: um no I think I get it yeah I do
0: and I said on Facebook that it should actually be called, uh, not I'm still here, I mumble a lot. Because <laughs> I have no idea what um, Mr. Phoenix is saying for about two-thirds of the movie. When, once he gets a beard and, like, bushy hair, his voice also does a changer. And I... There's no subtitles. You know, sometimes they subtitle people when they're mumbling. No, he just Mr. Mumbles for a long time during this movie, so... That might have mixed my enjoyment on the head a little bit. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's I'm I mumble a lot. Um and that's it for I'm me. Still this week. Here. What have you got?
1: What do I have? For dinner. Oh, what's for dinner? We're gonna have burger and fries. Veggie burger, cottage fries, and I'm making some carrot pudding. I forget the Indian name for it. Um I forget it too, but... But I've been watching this, uh, woman on YouTube, and her thing is called Super Veggie Delight, and she's absolutely lovely to watch, she's sweet and funny, and she's, like, super skilled, I mean, when you watch her, you, she's a young woman, right, she's got a couple little kids, because every once in a while one little handle pop up over the counter, or you hear somebody talking in the background, you know, and, um... But it's like she does it herself. You can tell. She even has a little remote control in her hand. She'll pick it up sometimes to stop her recording. And then the next thing, the camera's like over her cooking pot or whatever. And then you see her hand hit the pause button. And then later, she, it's in front of her again across the counter. And um, this is one of the things that she made. It. You actually were watched. I wasn't feeling very well the other day. And I just watched her for about, I don't know, four hours in a row. She's got 220 videos. And this is a carrot pudding, which is just shredded carrot, some cardamom, sugar, some ghee, which won't be using, but you're supposed to use ghee in it. Um, and no, some it,
0: nuts and stuff. Interestingly enough, I don't really like carrots. We'll
1: see. Huh? Um,
0: but this just looks so enticing. It kind of looks good, but I'm not 100% sure if I'll like it. So yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting to try it. Like, yeah.
1: You know? Well, that'll be our, but it's supposed to be a pudding. Cal Polkinson
0: said he liked it. That's true. I think he did try it. Because he, he said any... I had carrots with some uh, yeah, sweet yeah. stuff and it was really good. Uh, and Cal Polkinson's. I mean, how
1: can you go wrong? Carrots and sugar. And nut, I got some to me, nuts. it doesn't dawn on me. I got the... some almonds I'm going to crunch up and some raisins I'll throw in there. I didn't go to the store, so I'm not going to get any other stuff to go on it. So that's what's for dinner. And then that's what I was going to mention to you. You might
0: want to go... If it needs other stuff, you might want to...
1: It doesn't... I've got the powdered Wait. milk. I've got the... You know.
0: Maybe make it tomorrow.
1: No, I'm making it. I'm making it!
0: You've got everything. Yeah.
1: Because I thought we does... had no milk or anything. Wait, I don't need milk. She uses no. powdered milk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Plus, I have almond milk and soy milk and so. Um, that and veggie burgers and fries, cottage fries, and then whatever other vegetable I yank out of the freezer
0: is what e- you Excellent. And um, what else have
1: you got? And that was it. Her thing is Super Veggie Delight on YouTube. And she is, she's she got loads of videos. I love, like, I looked for uh, a recipe for chai the other day because my nephew wants to make it homemade because we had it at an Indian restaurant, restaurant, you know. You mean tea? It's called Chai. Chai tea. No, you don't call it chai tea, because chai is tea. Oh. <laughs> That's the thing. You have to kind of... Because if you say chai tea, you're saying tea tea. Because chai is the word for tea, apparently. But this flavor that we had at the Indian restaurant, which is masala chai, I believe. And I was looking it up. I found her. And then a lot of times you find somebody and you're like, oh, I really like this person, you know, cooking or whatever. And then you discover it's like the only video they've ever done and it was 10 years ago or something. But... She's only been doing them for a year, and she's got 220. And I was just like, awesome! And even stuff that doesn't sound appealing, I just watch her over and over. One of the videos is so sweet. She's outside on their back deck. You can hear construction work going on around her. But she says, my children are inside, and they're having a very good time. They wanted to watch their children videos, and they're having fun, and I didn't want to interrupt them and stop their fun. So I decided to come outside today and cook, and I just thought that was so sweet. So... I think that uh, if you like watching YouTube videos, she's, I watch it on the TV from the, uh, you know, home theater PC that Could we Did you have.
0: cut your own hair today or something?
1: No, I haven't touched that. I yeah. do cut my own hair, but not oh, today. I going to say your
0: hair looks like way short. Is it good?
1: No. I washed it.
0: <laughs> you only wash it like every month or something. It looks different.
1: I don't wash it every day. Right. Well, it's not in a ponytail. You're used to me having it up in a ponytail. No, it just seems
0: shorter. No. Like some fell off or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> are you criticizing me? Or are you just making a comment? I'm just
0: making a comment. It's like you... some fell out. Oh, something. <laughs> Maybe some fell out while you was doing this podcast.
1: <coughs> well, I think it would. No, no. Thank
0: you for the comment. All right, on. so uh, let me remind you about the websites before Sid Talk coughs herself to death. Mm-hmm. So it's um, sidtar.com, a See that I said yours first. Thank um, you. You can also catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube. You can also catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store, or just go to ascoli.com, click on the word podcast top left, and subscribe, or listen to it just straight from the page. You can email feedback to me at ascoli at Listen to them all! Don't email feedback to Zip because she doesn't want the... Uh, I'll cough all, all over it. Yeah, and um, <laughs> Stay Classy, Scott Pilgrim, awesome movie, can't recommend it highly enough, I might even go and get the comic uh, I might I'm definitely going to get the soundtrack in a, in a few minutes and I might actually get the uh, graphic novel of, of the whole thing because I'm, I'm into it
1: I'm going to say are you done? did you say what you are going to say? you said say classy yes, Scott uh, <laughs> yes. oh I wasn't fully listening uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about coughing I'm suppressing my cough
0: <laughs> Motley is in the house <coughs>
1: And I'm going to say, think for yourself, everybody. (laughs) Because if you don't, somebody will do it for you.
0: Um, And just before we go... Oh,
1: you can't talk after me.
0: Just before we go. um, Tonight, The Walking Dead, The X Factor, I'm a Celebrity Get Me (laughs) Out of Here, Dexter, and...
1: Tonight, meaning tonight is Sunday Sunday for us and won't be Sunday for anyone
0: else. All those things are on television. We'll be watching them. X Factor, also.
1: Excellent. You'll be eating carrot pudding and watching Zombies. And I'm going to say think for yourself, everybody, because if you don't do it, somebody will do it for
0: I you. you already said that. <laughs> Should we just keep saying it? Yeah. Until next week. <laughs>